So welcome back after a long break in the new year, 3rd January 2016. We are going to continue in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 27, The Process of Deity Worship. This is Lord Krishna speaking to Uddhava. And we've gotten up till uh, text number 48 is where we'll resume or we left off. Uh, there's been a long uh, discussion of the instructions on uh, on deity worship, which we've been um, uh, caught using the commentaries of the BBT purport, Vishma Chakravarti Thakur, and also on this particular uh, chapter, the uh, book. Issued by the GBC Deity Worship Research Group called the Pancharachika Patipika, has also done a commentary on this particular chapter, which we've been, they call it explanations, which we've also been, uh, been working on. Uh, so, so uh, we've really finished now the whole detailed instruction about deity worship. Uh, and uh, then uh, uh, from text 44 uh, singing along with others chanting loudly and dancing acting out my transcendental pastimes hearing and telling stories about me the devotee should from some time absorb himself in such festivity so we go from actual puja and activities like that to the festivals and then uh, then talks about praying to the Lord Vadanam is also a part of Archanam the devotee should offer homage to the Lord with all kinds of hymns and prayers both from the Puranas and from other ancient scriptures and also from ordinary traditions praying O Lord please be merciful to me he should fall down flat like a rod to offer his obeisances. Prasida uh, Bhagavan, be merciful. Placing his head at the feet of the deity, he should then stand with folded hands before the Lord and pray, O oh my Lord, please protect me. When surrendered unto you, I am most fearful of this ocean of material existence, standing as I am in the mouth of death. Mitchugraha, the maw of death. Uh, and then the next verse, 47, he mentions you prayed like this and place upon his head the remnants I offer to him. And then it says, if it's one of these deities that's supposed to be sent away uh, after being worshipped like one in sand and something like that, then he uh, withdraws you, you describe you take the invoke the super soul from your heart into the deity and if you've done that then it comes back in the Lord back and that brings us up to text uh, 48 so 48 I will now read that one 
नमो भगवते so 48 goes, Acharadishu Yadayatra Shraddhama Tattacharyayit Sarvabhuteshu Yatman Sarvabhuteshvatmanicha Sarvatmaham Avastakaha Whenever one develops faith in me, in my form as the deity, or in other bona fide manifestations, one should worship me in that form. I certainly exist both within all created beings and also separately in my original form since I am the supreme soul of all. Uh, so this is this Archa, uh, Archa, this is the deity, Archa, Archa Avatar, Archa Adishu, in the deity form, etc. Adis, etc. Other manifestations, yada yatra, whenever and whichever. So it's being very broad here. You, shraddhamam tatra, whenever you have faith in me, there, he archayet, one should worship me in that form because, he says, uh, uh, I certainly exist, aham avastitaha, I am situated, sarvabhuteshu uh, atmani, in all beings, atmani, uh, myself, and also I am Sarvatma, the soul of everyone. Uh, so that's very broad-minded. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the, there's a purport here which I'll read. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is worshipped according to the faith of the particular worshipper. The deity form Artja is specifically mentioned here because deity worship is essential for spiritual progress. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur mentions that inexperienced persons may think that the deity is meant for the sense gratification of the worshiper. Since superficially the deity is made of external substances such as marble or brass, but through the process of installing the deity by chanting of authorized mantras, one invites the Supreme Personality of Godhead to enter the deity form. By regulated faithful worship, one gradually understands that the deity is completely non-different from the Supreme Lord himself. At that stage, on the strength of deity worship, one rises to the second-class platform of devotional service, the Madhyama. At this more developed stage, one desires to make friendship with other devotees of the Lord, and one becomes solidly established in the community of Vaishnavas. And as one becomes solidly established in the community of Vaishnavas, one completely gives up material life and gradually becomes perfect in Krishna consciousness. So this is it. One begins at the neophyte stage 
but then the second class platform uh, worships the Lord here particularly mentions says here in this purport essential for spiritual progress shouldn't be skipped or neglected there's a whole ritual tradition involving how we dress how we put on tea lock all those things it's mentioned here is this way Uh, but then uh, worships the Lord make friends with the devotees and avoid association non-devotees or inimical uh, people Uh, so uh, in the Pancharatra Pradipika they have an explanation of this verse Uh, referring to the purport of this verse we should note that the second class devotee who has developed faith in the deity as being none different from the Lord, should not, while becoming, quote, solidly established in the community of Vaishnavas, think that he has now surpassed the initial stage of devotion and can therefore give up the worship of the deity. I'm so advanced I don't have to worship the deity anymore. Lord Chaitanya, acting as the perfect devotee, demonstrated the attitude of the ideal preacher of Krishna consciousness by visiting numerous temples during his travels. We might also add that when he lived at Jagannath Puri with the rest of his life except for six years while he was on tour, a few other times, uh, he went to the temple every day. And when he was touring South India or went to Vrindavan, he also went to the temples when they were there. So he didn't neglect deity worship. Um, in addition, most of his householder associates had deities in whom they, whom they served throughout their lives. In fact, the Sankirtan movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the perfect complement to deity worship. For in this age of Kali, the main process for pleasing the Supreme Personality of Godhead is to congregationally chant his holy names. This is often done, of course, in front of the deities. Thus, the Bhagavata Vidi principle for preaching Krishna consciousness and the Pancharatrika Vidi principle for worshipping the deity complement each other in the congregational chanting of the Lord's glories in the presence of the Lord and in his deity form. These two vidis, uh, regulated performances, Pancharatrika and uh, Bhagavata, preaching and worshipping in the temple. Prabhupada is described as the Sankirtan movement is like a train that runs on a rail of two tracks. And both both are there. So that's just emphasizing uh, what has uh, been said there. Uh, interesting uh, a purport um, uh, by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur to this verse. The worship of the deity form has mainly been described here. Faith is the cause of my appearance. That's why the... Uh, without faith, realization of my presence will not take place in that form, though I am directly present. 
So it's a response to the conviction of the devotee the Lord appears. And then he says, Virat avidusham. Those who are ignorant see me as matter. That's interesting. This is from the 10th canto, 43rd chapter, 17th verse. I'll, I'll read that place because this is the, describing how when Krishna appeared in the arena, Kamsa, the fight Kamsa, everyone saw him in a different way. And it says, uh, the, the avidusham, the, the ignorant, saw him as virat, which here is true. Krishna Chakraborty Thakur says matter. Thus, this verse shows that faith is necessary. To show the principal places of his appearance, he mentioned the deity and other forms in this chapter. But if one has great faith, I can be seen in any, in all things. So if you're very advanced, it's a fact. So it's mentioned Avidusham and then the very advanced. I was easily visible in the pillar of Hiranyakashipu. Right? That's Prahlad, Salda Sringadev in the pillar. Or maybe Hiranyakashipu, well, he was doubting it. So, he... so the, the citation here in Vishwa Chakravarti Thakur, this 104317, uh, that text goes. The various groups of people in the arena regarded Krishna in different ways when he entered it with his elder brother. The wrestlers saw Krishna as a lightning bolt, the men of Mathura as the best of males, the women as Cupid in person, the cowherd men as their relatives, the impious rulers as a chastiser, his parents as their child, the king of the Bojas as death and the, the unintelligent as the supreme, supreme Lord's form, universal form. This is Virat. The unintelligent as the Supreme Lord's universal form, the yogis as the absolute truth, and the Vrishnis as their supreme worshipable deity. And then... Uh, uh, when uh, Sridhar Swami commenting on this particular verse, 1043.17, when he uh, quotes a, a verse which talks about the different moods, uh, fury uh, perceived by the wrestlers, wonder by the men, conjugal attraction by the women, laughter by the cowherds, chivalry by the kings, mercy by his parents, terror by Kamsa, and ghastliness the unintelligent. So here's that, when he's talking about the universal form, that uh, the way Arjuna saw it when he saw the Kala Rupa, the, the form of time. Peaceful neutrality, the yogis, and loving devotion, the Vrishni. So you can see Krishna in everything. And I want to, I've got it a few places here. Uh, in the second canto, first chapter, uh, which is called, titled by Prabhupada, The First Step in God-Realization. It's about the virat, uh, and how to, and Prabhupada calls it the first step in God-Realization because those people who can only see matter and can appreciate material nature can be trained to see it in relationship to Krishna. Uh, and, and so, like, uh, 
here I'm going to read here uh, 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 text one, uh, two, one twenty-four in this chapter, the first step of God realization. This virat, uh, uh, seeing the Lord everywhere. So it, it says here, uh, two, one twenty-four. This gigantic manifestation of the phenomenal material world as a whole is the personal body of the absolute truth wherein the universal resultant past, present, and future of material time is experienced. Uh, and so Prabhupada says, anything, either material or spiritual, is but an expansion of the energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, the omnipotent Lord has his transcendental eyes, heads, and other bodily parts distributed everywhere. He can see, hear, touch, or manifest himself anywhere and everywhere, for he is present everywhere as the super-soul of all infinitesimal souls, although he has his particular abode in the absolute world. The relative world is also his phenomenal representation because it is nothing but an expansion of his transcendental energy. Uh, so he explains this here, uh, quotes the Vishnu Purana uh, as the fire is in one place but it heats and life go everywhere so similarly uh, uh, his manif the God is there because his manifold energies are everywhere Prabhupada says the phenomenal manifestation of the gigantic universe is only a part of his virat body Less intelligent men cannot conceive of the transcendental, all-spiritual form of the Lord, but they are astounded by his different energies, just as the Aborigines are struck with wonder by the manifestation of lightning, a gigantic mountain, or a hugely expanded banyan tree. Uh, so then he goes on uh, 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 to describe that uh, uh, the, the Asuras do not accept any authority of the great Acharyas. They want to see with their own eyes at once. Therefore, they can see the gigantic body of the Lord as Virat, which will answer their challenge, since they are accustomed to paying homage to the superior material strength, like that of the tiger, elephant, or lightning. They can offer respect to the Virat Rupa, so here Prabhupada talked about the, the awe, the amazement you experience from the material world, correctly directed, could be a, a first step in God-realization. Uh, Lord Krishna, by the request of Arjuna, exhibited his virat rupa for the asuras. A pure devotee of the Lord, being unaccustomed to looking into such mundane gigantic form of the Lord, required special vision for this purpose. So that's so he gave it to uh, Arjuna. Uh, not for Arjuna, but for uh, other people. Uh, so then uh, later Prabhupada keeps up on this theme. Uh, in text 25 where it starts to describe 
you, you take the lower planetary systems, Patala, this is the feet of the universal Lord, Rasatala, his heels and toes, the ankles, Mahatala planets, uh, and so on. Uh, the conception of the universal form of the Lord gives a chance to the materialist to think of the Supreme Lord. Uh, but the materialist must know for certain that his visualization of the world in a spirit of lording over is not God realization. So this is supposed to uh, 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 bring you to the point of, of serving the Lord. Uh, and then again, a little later on, uh, the verse goes, this is uh, 2.1.37, the Virat Purusha's face is the Brahmanas, his arms, the Kshatriyas, his thighs are the Vaishas, the Sudras are under the protection of his feet. All the worshipable demigods are also overtaken by him, and it is the duty of everyone to perform sacrifices with feasible goods to appease the Lord. And so here again, how everyone can uh, see this way uh, uh, and use everything in Krishna's uh, service. Uh, uh, Prabhupada says in this verse, monotheism is practically suggested here. So this is to get people to that point of seeing the soul of the uh, of the universe, and uh, to me, the the temple of the Vedic planetarium is precisely that first step in God realization. It's to see the world as it is in relationship to God. When you look at the world through the sense gratificatory eyes, you separate. You're alienating God's property from Him, and, and by using everything in Krishna's service, then you can start to see how the Lord is manifest everywhere. Uh, and uh, so that's uh, why it's also, there's a bona fide way of to see this universal form. Uh, and, and, and it's a place, for, as a starting place, it's okay. But you have to go, go further. People, many people think that, you know, the universal form is the person, is, is the form of the Lord, but then beyond that, he's impersonal. But uh, that's uh, a mistaken idea. Uh, so these are the, 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 you know, the outcome of these things will be, Prabhupada says here, that uh, uh, the outcome will be everybody will come to the, the, the actual vision of uh, 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 theism, and then Prabhupada says, within the, the verse 38, uh, uh, I have thus explained to you the gross, material, gigantic conception of the personality of Godhead. One who seriously desires liberation concentrates his mind on this form of the Lord because there is nothing more than this in the material world. So then, then from this you come to the super soul uh, meditation. The Lord in the heart is a next chapter. So that this is a progression that way. So this is where it starts uh, uh, with uh, the super soul. So that's that's how here uh, you you 
you you you you can actually uh, uh, if you have the right uh, vision, uh, you can develop faith in the Lord by by seeing the Lord everywhere. Uh, but the, here the the translation wherever and whatever form faith develops. Uh, here in the translation, we put bona fide manifestations. <laughs> Best if it's directed in some way. So now, uh, we go on, text number 49. Evam kriya yoga patai puman vaidikatam tikai archan ubayata siddhim matovindatyabipsitam by worshipping me through the various methods prescribed in the Vedas and Tantras, one will gain from me his desired perfection in both this life and the next. Uh, well, there's no uh, purport here in the BBT edition. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti only talks out that the, the word here, Ubaya, one will gain perfection uh, in both places. It says both means this life and the next, <laughs> which they've uh, put that into the translation. Now, in this uh, Pancharajika Padipika, um, uh, they have an explanation here, which is quite lengthy. Uh, uh, the explanation says, this and the previous verse emphasize the importance of faith in the process of deity worship. By having firm faith that the Lord is present in his deity form, and by following the prescribed methods of worship, one can attain all perfection. All methods of worship prescribed in the Vedas and Tantras so that's why they're commenting on this, the Vedas and the supplementary Vedic literature, follow the common pattern of purification, spiritualization, invocation, and worship. A brief summary of this pattern may help one appreciate the procedural aspects of deity worship. So now they talk about these, these, these when deity worship, these things happen, purification, spiritualization, invocation, worship. Because in the deity worship, you turn matter into spirit. And because everything is spirit, I may have mentioned before, Prabhupada said, you know, I was on a morning walk with Prabhupada, uh, and he was talking about how everything is spirit. And this was in New Vrindavan, and he pointed to the trees. He said, just like this wood, it's actually fire in another form. So actually, matter is just another form of spirit. Uh, and that got me really confused. And I finally got a chance to ask Prabhupada directly. I said, yeah, I'm trying to learn how I'm not the body, and I'm trying to differentiate between spirit and matter, between the self and the not-self. But now you say everything is spirit, so I'm confused. And he said to me, uh, we are not Maya bodies. There are different kinds of spirit. Is <laughs> what he said. And after about six years, I started to understand what he was saying. 
so, so actually everything is spirit, but to see that everything is spirit, everything has to be seen in connection with Krishna, which may see the process of sense gratification is the process of stealing from Krishna. When Ravana, the archetypical materialist, wanted to steal Sita, he got Maya Sita. He didn't get the real Sita. And the result was death. When he tried to put hands on her, he got something else that looked like Sita, but he could not enjoy the goddess of fortune. He got misfortune instead. That's a very profound story, that, that this is what happened. It's not just, to, you know, out of some Puritanism that he couldn't have touched her. No, it means a materialist, when they try to use the, the, the opulence of the Lord for their sense gratification, it doesn't help them. But if it's used, if you see, like Hanuman, he takes Sita, puts her again at the side of Ramachandra. That's what the devotee does. And and then the material world becomes as good as Vaikuntha, Prabhupada said, because everything is used this way. So and he describes the devotional service is the process of converting matter back into spirit by the activities of the devotional service. Because it actually is Krishna's energy. Spirit means related to Krishna. Is there anything that's not related to Krishna? No, everything is related to Krishna. We just don't see it. That's, that's why it's called illusion. But you remove the illusion, then... So therefore, this why this deity worship is possible. And ultimately, Prabhupada said once in a lecture, you know, don't see a tree, see Krishna. That doesn't mean that you, you know, you can worship the tree as God, you know, like the banyan tree or something. You know, but but you, you see that tree, oh, well, if you look at the universe form, these are the hair on Krishna's body. But it belongs to Krishna to be used in Krishna's service. Look what Krishna has done, and so on. Anyway, we'll go on with this uh, uh, purification. The Lord is supremely pure and fully spiritual. To be properly qualified for approaching the Lord, when we begin his worship, we should perform procedures for purification, removal of material imperfections and spiritualization, invocation of spiritual identity, of the place of worship, the articles and substances to be used in the worship, and ourselves who are performing the worship. So you do this in the process of deity worship by mantras, uh, mudras, and so on. Uh, And they'll explain it in detail. So it's very, it's very, very good to do this to get some experience of it, and, and and it's not that you sleepwalk through the deity worship. You pay attention to what you're doing, and, and uh, you discover that you become spirit. You 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 absorb your attention in the worship of the deity, and you become spiritualized. Uh, furthermore, after the spiritualization of certain items such as Visesha Argya, that's the general water that you use to purify things, but first you make it spiritual water. 
There's a process of invocation of the Lord into the items. Finally, we perform the worship itself, not only of the Lord, but also of the paraphernalia and the associates of the Lord with various items, upacharas, all the items are worshipped to. Purification, spiritualization, invocation, and worship are all accomplished by various procedures and various combinations using the material elements, the senses, the mind, and the intelligence. Whether we do these procedures in detailed, elaborate ways or in simple ways, the purpose is the same, to remember the Lord and to please Him by the service. So if you're doing deity worship at home or in a small temple, it may be simplified deity worship. Big, elaborate temple, then you, and you have time and you have people who are specialists sometimes. You, you do it this way. So then they give a, an analysis of these procedures, which I think is worth meditating on, especially if you've been a long time since you've done any deity worship or you haven't had that experience. Purification of articles and substances used in worship first involves the removal of inauspicious, subtle influences and contamination by prokshana, sprinkling with purified water. First you've established the, this, this vishesha argya, uh, and then uh, there's prokshana you sprinkle water over it like just when you do arti you take this little spoon and you sprinkle it on the incense and, you know with that vishesha argya and your hand first then the incense and then you offer uh, chanting a mantra uh, om astraya pat show a mudra, the chakra mudra. So if you really want to get into it, you learn the mantras and you learn the mudras, the, the hand signs that, uh, uh, hand sign mantras. Uh, and uh, next one, uh, to remove from liquids any unknown minute impurities, one may additionally show the galini mudra, the strainer, uh, in the back of this book, they have little pictures how to do, how to do this. I'll hold it up. You can maybe get a little glimpse of it, you know, uh, or you can learn, you know, all the, all the different mudras for purifying things. Uh, in order to in, transform into nectar the article or substance to be used in worship, one spiritualizes an article or substance by silently chanting the bija mantra, seed mantra, of the deity one is worshipping. Well, that's a whole other thing. Uh, the bija mantras, uh, there's a list of them here, uh, uh, or, or all the, the mula mantras of, of, of the deities, uh, you know, like, uh, I am Gurave Namaha, to the spiritual master, and so on. Uh, 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 for Nichananda, Devi Janava, Balabaya, Namaha, and so on. So these are the mantras that take place. Uh, anyway, so the, the, with, with the, 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 the little bija is the seed at the beginning. Shrim, Lam, Klim, Klim Krishnaya, Namaha, Klim Narasimhaya, Namaha. Uh, so these are all the, the, these kinds of bija mantras or the Mula Mantras. Uh, so you can just say the Bija Mantra for that particular deity, because each one has its Bija Mantras. 
It tells you how to do it, actually, if you want to know how to make a bija mantra. You can, for all Vishnu Tattva, you can use Klim. Uh, uh, or you can just take a, a deity with no specific Mula mantra. You can just use Om, the name of the deity, and the, and the dative case on two, and then Namaha. Uh, or you can, if you say you're worshipping a Prahlad Nishringa, you want to worship Prahlad. So it says, you take the first syllable of the personality's name, add Anusvara to form the Bija. The Anusvara is that M with a dot over it, you know. So, example, Pram, Praladaya Namaha. So the first syllable, Pra, you add the Pram, Praladaya Namaha. So, anybody, so you want to have a, bija, a Mula Mantra and a Bija Mantra for Pralad, that's, anyway, that's how you do it. <laughs> Uh, esoteric knowledge, huh? I want to at least get through this verse. <laughs> we only have five minutes. Uh, so, uh, so those, and then while you, they they show you can use that in the Bijakshara mudra. This is one that looks like this. You count on your fingers when you you know like that. Um, all the while meditating that the bija mantra is being infused into the article. Uh, so that's spiritualization. Invocation involves installation, requesting the Lord to be present in a substance, like when you do the vishesha argya, or the fire for the yashna, those mantras, you, you ask the Lord to be there. Uh, by means of mudras and mantras, one asks the Lord to be present, begs him to come near so that may, one may render him service, invokes his form and offers him protection by the process of nyasa, requesting the Lord to be blissful and to give his blessings. And so then they go on and describe uh, all the different items of worship again. Uh, the 16 items asana, swagata, paja, argya, achamana, mariparka and so on uh, and then uh, they say in all these procedures we can recognize three essential principles of devotional service namely sevaka the person offering service seva the service itself and sevya the person receiving service Sevaka, uh, uh, Seva, and Sevya. Uh, excuse me, Sevaka, uh, Sevya, and se, uh, Seva, and Sevya. I'm sorry. Sevaka, the person offering service. Seva, the service itself. Sevya, the person receiving service. Uh, so that's the three things, the three components. Uh, when the devotee, Sevaka, is situated in purified consciousness, he can engage everything properly properly in the Lord's service, Seva, and thus the purpose of his service is actually fulfilled to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sevya. So this is very, very good training, especially with deity worship. And then one becomes, you know, very advanced, always in this consciousness, everywhere. 
but the the good training for that this trans transformation of matter to spirit by worship uh, happens in uh, deity worship. Uh, maybe let's see if we can get one more verse in. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Text 50. Uh, uh, now, uh, um, yeah, now it goes to a little more uh, further considerations. Madarcham sampatishtapya bandiram karyidhritam pushpadyana niramyani pujayatro savashritam the devotee should more fully establish my deity by solidly constructing a temple along with beautiful gardens. These gardens should be set aside to provide flowers for the regular daily worship, special deity processions, and holiday observations. Madarcham, hmm? uh, my deity form, uh, Pratishta means establishing, so sam means more completely, like in Samkirtan, so it's the same prefix. Mandiram, karyat, by constructing a temple, and it says didam, they use the word dridam, firm, a solid temple. Not some flimsy thing, but a, you know, solid temple. And then there should be uh, uh, Pushpa Udyanani, flower gardens, is beautiful for puja, yatra, and utsava. Set aside puja, regular worship, yatra, festivals, and utsavas, holidays. It says here in the purport wealthy, pious persons should be engaged in constructing temples and gardens for the pleasure of the deity. Yeah, there's some outlay of expenses here. Uh, the word dridam indicates that the most solid means of construction should be employed. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati really appreciated it when, uh, uh, you know, the Calcutta temple, this one gentleman uh, who was a householder and was wealthy, funded the whole thing, oversaw the construction, and after he passed away, Bhaktisiddhanta, uh, Jagabandhu was his name, uh, if I remember correctly, observed his, his, his disappearance day for years afterwards. He appreciated it so much, having that, uh, that temple, which was their headquarters for world preaching. Uh, for this verse, uh, uh, Vishnu Chakrabarti Thakur says, if possible, these can be done. One should persuade religious persons with money who think it is their duty to support daily worship, occasions like John Masmi and festivals like the spring celebration to build temples and gardens. So this is, uh, this is enjoined right here in the, by Krishna to Uddhava that, that people should, should do these things uh, and uh, here in the Pantrajika 
Pancharacha Padipika, uh, they uh, mentioned that the Lord's temple should be solidly dridda constructed, since one of the 64 items of worship is to offer proper protection to the Lord. All precautions must be taken for the safety of the Lord and his devotees. Temple managers should take special precautions against the dangers of fire and attacks by demonic persons, and devotees should be prepared to defend the deities with their lives. Before a deity is installed, the devotees responsible for managing the temple must assure that there will be sufficient provisions for the deity's maintenance. If there is no scope for maintaining a flower garden for the deities, at least every effort should be made to provide a plentiful Tulsi garden since the Lord is most pleased by offerings of Tulsi leaves. So, of course, in, in these climates, we can't have outdoor garden, uh, gardens, but sometimes we have green, greenhouses and grow lights inside, and we found ways at least to maintain uh, Tulsi. Okay, so we'll stop there uh, with text number, you get very far, at least we got two done, huh? Uh, we're coming close to the, that's really um, uh, uh, the, the chapter concludes. We only have about uh, five more verses and then, and then uh, so we'll try to get through that, those uh, different levels of benedictions and so on are given here and uh, warnings too the good and the bad if you if you do it well and if you do it badly uh, uh, then that will in this chapter and then we'll, we'll go on to the, the next chapter which is called Jnana Yoga interesting so now we have times for any questions or comments about these interesting things by the way, you can also mentally do deity worship if you don't have a temple or an altar or anything. It can also be done by meditation. We have examples of that from the nectar of devotion and so on. Oh, um, so I, I realized that when the children are watching little Krishna, this cartoon, that when Krishna's, these demons show up in Vrindavan, all of a sudden they show him, boom, with like a gold, um, crown and some more ornaments. And, um, it gave me the vision that you were talking about how Krishna is appearing in this universal form for the demons. Mm. And then I'm just understanding that you're saying then that he showed Arjuna the universal form specifically for us and our demoniac qualities so that we could understand like, oh, this is, this is real. This is really, mm -hmm. this guy, like Krishna's the bomb. He's mm -hmm. like, is that? Well, the, the universal form uh, is also described as first he sees the universal form and he's just awe and reverence. Mm -hmm. And then there's a kind of a shift, and it's the Kala Rupa, the form of time. And then he sees everybody, all the rushing into, he sees a, a kind of fast forward to the battle. 
And then, then Krishna says, they've already killed by me. You, uh, it's, done, it's a done deed, you just be my instrument, you know. So when he see, it, it, it's an apocalypse. It's an apocalypse. It's the end of the world. I, I mean, uh, the, 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 the Semitic religions, the Abrahamic faiths, kind of put the apocalypse at the end. Uh, but actually, it's apocalypse now, to borrow a movie <laughs> and title. It's always the apocalypse is happening now. It's not just at the end of time. But of course, there are times when the Lord destroys it all. We have a big... Dis- but the destruction is, as time, He's always destroying. You know? Uh, uh, and uh, so, so with Arjuna, there's these two things. One is to appreciate that, that, that Krishna's in control and He's having everything done and He sees, uh, you know. But Arjuna, that, 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 that initial vision of the Lord's greatness, his awesomeness, also interferes with his friendship. Because friendship is among equals. And when he suddenly, you know, the first thing he said, one of the, you know, there, there's a Rudolf Otto, a German scholar, famous German scholar of religion, one of the early ones, wrote a book called Das Heilige, it's translated in English as The Idea of the Holy. And if you take a religion course, you know, it's often read. Uh, uh, and that, that there's a kind of thing called the phenomenology of religion. And uh, so that different religious traditions get this idea of, uh, of confrontation with the holy, whatever it is. And he quotes the Bible, Moses in front of the burning bush. And then he also quotes the universal form. And he points out that part of the encounter of the holy is this feeling of creatureliness. Very, very small. Otto could not appreciate the encounter of the holy where that... that Krishna causes you to forget the, the difference, the ontological difference between Krishna and the devotee and for, for intimacy. You know, he has majesty and he has sweetness. And for the close devotees, you know, the majesty gets turned down and the sweetness gets turned up. Uh, and, and of course... Uh, that's not available for most people where the idea of God is awe and reverence. And the, the, you know, the days of awe, you're supposed to be in awe of God uh, because you're supposed to be afraid. And because behind it, there's an idea of you can be punished like crazy if you screw up. Uh, so they installed a certain amount of fear. So that is, it's not a very advanced level. And for a lot of people who read the Bhagavad Gita, they still think this is like the big revelation. And it's sort of the dramatic center. But the actual real revelation is is the close friendship between Arjuna and Krishna. And that people, most people miss. We're at least coming from outside of, you know, uh, from 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 Western traditions, or 
at least Abrahamic traditions, they, they don't they don't appreciate it. They're looking for the fireworks, the special effects, and all those other kind of things, which and Prabhupada describes <coughs> universal form. These are his very words. You can read in the Bhagavad Gita purport. A godless display of opulence. <laughs> he uses the word godless. <laughs> and he asked them to remove it because it interfered with, with his, uh, his, his relationship with Krishna. So, so that, that's, that's the other as, aspect of it. But when Krishna puts on all the all the jewel, you know, when he's going to kill a demon, well, then he's being the all-powerful Lord. And, and, and if you, you, the, the, when he does it, they, they oh yeah, he's in Krishna file. Look what he did, and they kind of forget about it. You know, he can do these amazing things, or they they can they can think. Uh, sometimes they think, yeah, well, Balaram really must have done it. You know, Krishna's too delicate and stuff like that. You know, they 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 kind of find uh, different ways of like not letting letting something when Krishna does something marvelous kind of interfere with uh, with their feelings toward him. And Mother Yashoda, she looks into his mouth and sees the whole universe, and then she. Uh, and oh yeah, then she thinks that maybe. Nanda Maharaj must have held up Govardhan Hill. You know, I mean, they just can't quite, quite digest the, the all-powerful Krishna. You know, so, so when she looked in his mouth and saw the universal form, then Krishna, you know, made her forget. So, so that, that's higher. That's, that's higher. And most people don't appreciate it. Although, you know, in ordinary affairs, uh, uh, to to to, uh, to to meet the president of the United States on a state occasion, you've arrived. But to you know, be able to go into the personal quarters and associate casually—that's even higher. Oh, you, you. But that anybody can be that close to God, they don't really understand this very much. Once in a while, but not usually. Uh, is there any questions online? Oh, you can go ahead. I, um, because thinking about the on reverence and how that was, you know, seeing the uh, universal form or trying to understand the universal form, it seems like that is, you know, more natural growing up in the West because when you grow up as a Roman Catholic you think about mm -hmm. outer space and clouds and whatever what have you so it seems like when you become a bhakta and you try to become Krishna conscious it seems like when we think about Krishna and his pastimes and when we're in our meditation and we're trying to meditate on Krishna and his pastimes it's, it's more like imagination like we're imagining we're friends with Krishna or we're mm -hmm. imagining we're in some relationship with Krishna that probably isn't real to us. So is that imagination okay and helpful, or is it dangerous? It depends on the person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, obviously, speaking for myself, I can't speak for others, speaking uh -huh. for myself. 
you know, sometimes I think, well, I, you know, I'm just imagining this because I want to, I want to develop a relationship with Krishna. So I'm going to imagine that I'm in Vrindavan and I'm meditating and that I'm a blade of grass or I'm meditating that, or just something taking me to some other space and some relationship and trying to see Krishna in front of me. And well, then, is the result good or not? I mean, that's, it, it, I, I, you know, I guess the result is good if it doesn't manifest in how you behave in terms of maybe making offenses because now you think you're advanced because you have some no. relationship with Well, if you're advanced, you don't think you're yeah. advanced. Right. I, but, I mean, yeah. the, the sign of advanced devotee is everyone's a devotee but me. Right. And you think that somehow or other, by some special mercy, you've been allowed to, right. uh, to do th this way. Uh, I mean, you, 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 you can get ideas of, of your relationship with Bobby. You don't have to be... Sometimes you get a premonition or whatever your relationship will be with Krishna before you're actually at the, even at the stage of bhava. Uh, uh, yeah, asakti or uh, you, 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 you can get some idea like that. But the best thing to do is just, just to appreciate those devotees who have that relationship. And usually when, when, when one begins to develop an actual beginning of a, of, a, of a relationship with Krishna, which t t becomes a, the major component of rasa, is one becomes attracted to a particular devotee. Uh, I mean, anuraga means you follow uh, the, the, the feelings of uh, some, some resident of Vrindavan, say, become attracted to that service that that particular devotee is doing. Uh, and that's why we can, you know, read about all these devotees and, uh, and in the whole tenth canto Vrindavan pastimes, you can get an idea of what it is. And so some attraction, some attraction will, uh, will develop. But we are given uh, the, the book to read. I mean, we, we, we have, we have, uh, I always think of Groucho Marx, you know, I wouldn't belong to any club that would have me as a member. How come I know this? Well, this is Lord Chaitanya's mercy that, that, that we're given access to something that's, that's quite rare. Most people do not get, get you know, they were, many Vaishnavas, who are very advanced Vaishnavas, still worship the Lord in awe and reverence. Uh, if, if, if you see the worship uh, of, of, of deities of, of, of Narayana or, 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 or Vishnu and the Madhva Sampradaya or the Ramanuja Sampradaya, it's on reverence. Uh, I mean, we went up to Trupati and saw the, the deity there, you know, and it was like, wow. I mean, you can really feel the... the awesomeness of the deity, and you can appreciate it. And, and, and people in, 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 in that particular Sampradaya, maybe that's what, that's what they're attracted to, and that's, that's their satisfaction. But Lord Chaitanya is given something else again, which is the, the entrance into his Vrindavan Leela. And because of, because of following Lord Chaitanya, uh, 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 and the, the, the method of Nam Samkirtan, uh, one can have access to this very exclusive. That's only once in a you know, day of Brahma. Anyway, that this kind of thing happens.
that Lord Chaitanya appears in this way. And, and uh, we happen to be here. Take advantage of it. Uh, and, and we're not advanced. But, but you know, this, this particular Kali Yuga, the Lord comes in this, this particular form. And, uh, and uh, otherwise, we, how do we know any of this stuff? But it's just kind of amazing that, that the Srimad Bhagavatam is now all over the world in so many languages and people are practicing uh, something that's very, very, very high and very uh, esoteric. Esoteric means hidden. It's, uh, uh, Prabhupada calls it confidential. Not every, and he's a meaning of confidential is not everybody will appreciate it. You know, if you sit down with a stranger and you take out pictures of your wife and kids and you show them to them, they're not going to appreciate it. You know, only certain people. <laughs> That's what's confidential. It does this, maybe an open secret, but it's a secret. So, so, so we, we have this entrance into what I would consider to be the private life of God. What he's doing when he's... When we think of God, we think of him in relationship with his material energies. But here he's in, in, this, in dealing with his spiritual energies. And he's dealing with people with whom he wants to have even a subordinate relationship. I mean, when his mother Yashoda's baby, I mean, that's, I mean, he's got parents. He, want, he wants to have that relationship with them. So he's like a kid, you know. Yeah. We were kids, we know what it's like. But with Krishna, it's a little different. <laughs> he gets to be taken care of by his devotees, depend upon them. It's kind of amazing. But but can you say he can't do it? No, if he wants, how can you forbid him? He wants to have this relationship. So the, the God also has a religion. His religion is devotees. And that's that's what it is, and because of the dynamic. Between, between Krishna and his devotees in the spiritual world, that the bliss is ever increasing. Because there are things going on. This is in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and I was in, once in New Vrindavan for, for a, a Janmashtami celebration. And Prabhupada was looking at Radhavindavan Chandra, and, and uh, he said, uh, He's describing says that Krishna looks at uh, at Radha and he sees how beautiful Radha is, and his joy increases. Oh, he started with Radha, I think. Radha looks at Krishna, she sees how beautiful Krishna is, and her joy increases. And because her joy increases, her beauty increases. And when Krishna sees that Radharani is becoming more beautiful. His happiness increases and his beauty increases. You know, people, when they're happy, they look better. Uh, 
but there's a limit <laughs> between our because we're different you know the soul and the mind and the gross body the subtle body and the spirit the soul are different but in the spiritual body with Radha and Krishna it's one thing no difference between the soul and the body the body and the mind the mind and the soul so when Krishna's happiness increases his beauty increases and when then Radha sees that Krishna's become more beautiful her joy increases and she becomes more beautiful and Prabhupada went like this, he put it, and so it goes, and there is no end. They're both always increasing in this way. So there's that dynamic by which both bliss and beauty and all these things keep increasing. There's no upper limit. And we're supposed to add to it. That's what we're practicing for. We're supposed to be part of it. We have something to contribute, actually. I mean, Krishna is surrounded by wonderful devotees who are all pure and very advanced, but somehow, really, he wants us back. We're sitting here in the material world. <laughs> Where are you going to put me in? You know with our own little God projects going on and not being very satisfied with it. But he wants us back. We're missing the party and he would like us to be part of it. That's why he came. That's why he comes again and again and again. Okay? Anything else? One question... Ramananda Prabhu has a question. Go ahead. Is this your permit? Can you hear me? Yeah, uh huh. Can you speak up just a little bit, Ramananda Prabhu? Sure, I'll try. Perfect, perfect, that's good. Excellent. What ones? Pure souls. Pure souls, huh? Yeah, to, to him, it, 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 he had, it was a spiritual crisis for him. And, and in the middle of that crisis, he had some kind of intuition or encounter 
with what he saw as the divine. And I, I, I think that there can be sometimes by a crisis, some people will have it. Uh, and he goes through and recounts experiences from George Fox, the founder of the Quakers, and other people who had similar critical experiences uh, uh, of uh, this kind of same feeling of creatureliness, of unworthiness, uh, of, of yet uh, being alienated from God and yet seeing His presence and becoming attracted and feeling a sense of, of uh, uh, being saved and having some power to overcome your difficulties and things like that. I think it's natural. I mean, we are all devotees of God, whether we know it or not. Uh, and sometimes, uh, out of out of a real a real crisis and a, a real, uh, you know, sometimes people turn to God when all their material devices and props and efforts and fall away, and they've had everything cut out from under them. And for some people. They, they may, because of early training or past lives, turn to God. Other people don't. They just take refuge of intoxicants or something like that, or even suicide. Uh, and, 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 but that, that, that those kinds of things can, can those kinds of things can, uh, can, uh, produce a crisis, and out of that crisis, God may appear. You may, even Arjuna may look like that's a crisis. You know, it's not exactly the place for a religious experience. He's going to have to sit and kill all the people that are very dear to him, and that he respects, and his own teachers on the other side, and so on, you know. How can I kill them? You know, that's a real crisis. And the way that you know that 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 God is manifest in some ways is very fearsome, but then He knows it's Krishna. That Krishna is doing it, and that that is what, and He knows what He should do. So, uh, yeah. So, so, so the 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 these kind these kinds of, of Christ critical crisis experiences can be very very uh, with the right person and under the under the right influences it, they can be very fruitful this way. Okay. Okay. All right. So next week, same time, we'll pick up where we left off. Uh, we'll text number. My screen goes blank. Yeah, we're, we'll be at text fifty-one, and probably finish the chapter. Uh, I think so. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada ki jai. Shri Bhagavatam ki jai.